SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us. And uh, thanks to the MoneyWeb team. They're back tomorrow at 6pm. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting some crickets. South African ladies captain Mignon Dupree stepping down as captain. We'll chat to her later on in the show. We'll also touch base with the Spark Proteas. And we'll look at doping. And that's our lead story today. The International uh, Olympic Committee says it respects the IAAF's decision to ban athletes from Russia for taking part in the 2016 Rio Olympics, but they've left the door slightly ajar, saying that competitors from Russia and Kenya must have extra checks before they can take part in those games. The IOC met in Lausanne today to agree on a five-point anti-doping plan. President Thomas Bach elaborates. The uh, conclusion of uh, the summit is uh, that uh, this non-compliance declaration and the uh, substantial <coughs> allegations related to it that uh, they put uh, very serious doubts on the uh, presumption of uh, innocence uh, for uh, athletes uh, coming uh, from uh, these uh, countries and uh, that uh, therefore uh, 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 each athlete uh, coming uh, from uh, uh, these uh, two countries uh, will have uh, to declare eligible uh, by the respective uh, international federation following an individual procedure and an individual evaluation of uh, the situation. The IAAF upheld their ban on the Russian Federation on Friday after accusations of state-sponsored doping in the country. On to football now. Pumalanga Black Aces have confirmed the appointment of former Ajax Cape Town coach Craig Rosley as their new director of football. Meanwhile, Orlando Pirates have agreed on terms with the Urban Warriors to sign defender Abubakar Mubara and forward Riyad Nuardin. Buccaneers also confirmed they've reached agreement with AS Vita Club for the services of Ghanaian forward Bernard Morrison. Two matches taking place in the Euro at the moment. I can tell you that Germany is up against Northern Ireland. Germany have just gone a goal up in the other clash that's taking place right now. Poland and Ukraine, it is still goalless in that one. And later on this evening, also uh, in the Euro, Czech Republic take on Turkey while Croatia face Spain in the Kasafa Cup. Lesotho up against Zambia. Lesotho uh, are playing in the first plate semi-final. And uh, the score in that one, uh, just as it uh, refreshes, Zambia 1-0 up against Lesotho. And then still to come later on this evening, it is host Namibia up against Mozambique. On to cricket now, and I can tell you that, uh, or let's pop onto rugby rather before we get to that cricket. Alistair could see a Springbok injury list keeps growing. Pro- Trevor Nyakani has been withdrawn from the squad uh, for Saturday's decisive third test due to an ankle injury. Initial scans yesterday showed no fracture and only swelling, but after assessments by the Bok medical team this morning, it has ruled him out of that clash. Australia take on the West Indies in the triangular series in Barbados uh, later this evening. We'll chat to Johan Leroux in just a moment. In live cricket action, Sri Lanka were sent into bat by England, uh, who won the toss in their first ODI of their series at Trent Bridge. The visitors posted 296 for, or 286 rather for nine in their 50 overs. And Cricket South Africa announced today that Mignon Dupria has announced that she's stepping down as Proteus Women's Captain. We'll chat to her next. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. 
You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And uh, big news earlier this morning came through a press release from Cricket South Africa. And uh, it took me by a bit of surprise, if I, if I have to be dead honest. And uh, the news is that uh, Protea's ladies captain, Mignon Dupria, is stepping down to focus, uh, what she says, on her batting. And uh, we thought we'd get her on uh, the show tonight to, to find out what the story is. Mignon, welcome. Nice to, nice to catch up once again. Good evening, Brad. Thank you very much for having me. You know, a big decision. I'm sure it wasn't taken lightly. Yes, definitely. Um, I think representing your country and being a captain is really something special and very close to my heart. Um, but after uh, a, a lot of thinking and, and some discussions with the management and support staff and, and family, um, we did feel that the time is right for me now to step down. I think um, women's cricket in South Africa is in such a healthy space. And um, it's a brilliant time for me to start focusing a little bit more on the bat and contribute. And while I'm still playing, I can also help a new, help grooming the new captain. So I think it, it is uh, uh, the right time at the moment. So I'm, I'm really um, comfortable with the decision. I mean, it is a, a huge honour, I'm sure, not just to play for South Africa, but to, to have that as uh, on your CV that you captain your country. Uh, I mean, have you been thinking about this for a while, or has this been has, has it been quite a quite a sudden decision to to, to make? Well, it's not that sudden. It's been a few weeks coming, but um, at the end of it, yeah, we just like I mentioned earlier, we felt that for, at the moment, what the best might be for the team, where we at and where we want to go. We um, definitely we've got a very important year ahead of us, and um, working towards that World Cup. And I felt that I might be able to contribute more to the team um, with the bat when um, maybe I don't have that extra added pressure as the captain. And obviously, um, it will always be to be a World Cup winner and if I can't do that maybe leading from the front at least I can be a senior player and contribute and, and so um, help the Nike to, to, to reach that dream Let's talk about the pressures for, for a moment Mignon. I mean I, I played a bit of cricket growing up to be honest, I was rubbish. I was never a captain. I just loved the game. So, so I don't understand that say, saying that the pressure's there as, as a batsman. I would imagine that when you're batting, that's all you're focusing on. Talk to me about the pressures of handling both being a, a, a batter that's relied on by the team, but, but also the skipper at the same time. Yes, I think I am. Um Ideally, when when it, when you're on top form, it's not really an, an issue. But um, I think for me, generally, I'm a busy person, so my mind is constantly thinking. And um, I just I, I came to say where I find it hard to to when I'm in the middle to kind of separate me just being a batter, focusing only on the batting, and and once once that's over, start focusing on the rest. Um, I think I tried while I'm batting already thinking of how we're gonna. Abuse the score and who's going to bowl where and when. So I think that is really one of the areas um, we discussed. Which we just felt like, um, for me, I, I struggled to, to separate the two. And, and um, over the past few seasons, we started seeing a, a, a downward trend in, in my batting scores and averages. And we just felt that at the moment, we do need um, our batting has been one of our biggest areas of concern. And, and I'm, I feel I'm more than capable to add with the bat, but I haven't done so recently. And then obviously we have to do some introspection and so maybe what might be some of the, the main issues regarding that. And um, I, I thought that was the one area where when I'm in the middle, I was just too busy thinking of all my captaincy duties. And, and, and then obviously once, if it doesn't go well, um, it sometimes affected the decision-making on the field because I was still thinking I didn't contribute as I wanted to. And um, I think that is why it, it, it is a better decision now for me to, to step back and, and contribute um, as, as I still feel I can. The flip side of that coin, does it not put more pressure on you as a batsman now that that's the only role that you have? 
Let's talk about uh, your successor, Danae Fanikat, youngster, 23 years old. I mean, that's that's huge boost to full. We've seen in the men's game, I think, of, of someone like Graham Smith, who took over the captaincy very, very young as well. I mean, age is essentially just a number, but you confident that she can fulfill her role to, to the maximum sort of, of her ability? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. No doubt that Danae is going to be an excellent captain. Um, I mean, we all know that she's a phenomenal cricketer and we've seen her grow over the past few years. So I'm definitely very confident and I look forward to seeing her excel at this new role as captain. Looking at the team and, and moving forward, what's next on the cards? You mentioned the World Cup, so, so obviously it's, it is an important year and, and lots, lots sort of on the go, but uh, immediate sort of future, what's on the cards? Um, we've got a tour against Ireland um, at, at the... At the end of July, um, so that's currently our um, we we were now at the National Academy. We're finishing off this weekend. Then we have a short break, and then we come back for the final preparations to go to that tour. And then, very importantly, we've got um, New Zealand over in October, and then um, as part of the ICC Championship. And then, lastly, we've got Australia in November. And um, based on the results from those two series, it will depend whether we qualify automatically for the 2017 World Cup or whether we have to go play qualifiers in Sri Lanka in February. We, we know what we want, but uh, some big series yes, coming up. The Aussies and the, and the, the Kiwis are, are no walkovers. I think we're in for, for a great summer of cricket. I love the fact that we're talking about uh, some in the middle of winter. But uh, just finally as well, Cricket South Africa announcing the, the 14 players who have been awarded national contracts. We spoke about it when those contracts first came into play. They've made a big difference in, in South African uh, women's cricket. Yes, definitely. I think we've become a lot more professional and we started seeing the growth and, and I think as a team we're gelling very well. The results are speaking for themselves. I mean, recently beating the West Indies and England, um, we just think it's never done before. I think it's just a, a, a show um, what it meant since Momentum got on board being a sponsor and, and CSA investing all the resources. So a very big thank you to, to all of them once again um, for, for putting women's chicken on the map. Dono, you've been a faithful servant of South African cricket. Uh, you're not going anywhere. It's just the captaincy role that you're giving up. Best of luck in, in, in focusing on the batting. Hopefully there's lots and lots of runs to come. We look forward to seeing you in action. Thanks for, for your time tonight and thanks for what you've done for South African women's cricket. Thank you very much and thank you for the opportunity to represent the country as captain. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when you had to fill out form after form and stand in long queues so you sought guidance from someone with an end-to-end -end online global trade solution. A bank that could offer you complete control through a secure online platform for all your foreign exchange and cross-border transactional needs. For some, global growth is still a tedious process, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za for expert guidance on global trade. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Hey guys, I missed a bit of the Olympics. Had to work late. Does anyone know what happened? 
Well, it was a great day for Olympic action as the 100-meter sprint final got off the starting blocks. In the shot put, a record soared to new heights, while in boxing, the canvas rattled with the massive third-round knockouts. Been watching a bit of sport there, hey, Earl? Just a bit, sport fans. Your seat is waiting. Pay your TV license and you could win one of 30 couch experiences valued at 30,000 Rand each, which includes a new lounge suite, a 40-inch TV, and surround sound system. Visit tvlic.coza for details. T's and C's apply. Let's go Rio 16. TV license. Pay yours. Make a difference. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, this past weekend uh, saw uh, a pretty exciting test series between the Spark Proteas and Wales taking place down in Durban. The whole of last week, uh, we were keeping up to date with developments within the squad in the build-up to that. And uh, we're joined now by the assistant coach of the Spark Proteas, Direct Barnes. Direct, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you for your time. Uh, congratulations on, on the series win, first of all. Uh, thank you and good evening to everyone. As a team, you guys have been doing lots of work in, in the background, in the build-up to the series. Uh, it, it's, I mean, Wales is a, is a team we have beaten before, but it was important to, to keep that winning streak against them. But you, you must have had objectives going into the series that you would have liked to achieve. As a coaching and management staff, did you check all the boxes you needed to? <laughs> yes, I think it was an opportunity to, for the first time this year for the um, Spartacus to get together and play together after the World Cup um, last year. And yes, we're going to um, New Zealand to play against the top countries in the world. So it was important for us to um, get the ladies um, together and get them op- um, give them opportunity to play, um, um, and especially against Wales. It's good competition and um, they can prepare for the big countries um, that we need to play. You talk about what's to come, and, and obviously that's on the horizon, but, but Wales are no walkover. I mean, they're not a, a bad side in, in their own right. From a, from a South African perspective, you must have been but seeming pretty chuffed with, with the way our, our ladies performed over, over the three tests. Yes, um, Wales are um, actually now finished with their season. They um, came from um, a real big league where most of them play together, where the Proteas are actually now for the first time um, together. So it um, was a really tough playing against them. Um, you can see they um, played a lot as a team. And um, yeah, we're really pleased and proud of the players because we've got a few new um, players in the um, team. And it's good to see all the combinations. Um, Norma tried... Um, not only playing those um, players that's always on court and giving the others also opportunities. So it's a great opportunity to play against a team that's really a, a great team. Looking at, at the depth, you talk about the, some of the new players within that squad, but it was, it was a series that was run concurrently with the, the baby proteas, with the youngsters, with our, with our, our junior ladies also uh, playing against Wales, and they performed superbly well. It must fill you with a lot of confidence as far as the depth in South African netball is concerned. Yeah, it was great to see the depth of um, our South African players. Um, our SN21s um, was really a great team. They performed really well, um, maybe too strong for Wales and 21. But it was also an opportunity for them because they are um, preparing for the um, African qualifiers to qualify for World Youth next year. So it's a great opportunity for them before they need to go and play in Africa. Looking at uh, Coach Norma Plummer and, and her sort of plans for the squad, I know she 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 doesn't beat around the bush. She's she's straight down the line and 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 she wants to win. So she's putting in lots of lots of work and, and putting structures in place in, in South African netball that that are really benefit us in in the long run. Was she satisfied with what what she saw this this past weekend? 
Yes, Norma was really satisfied um, because, as I said, we want to win. We um, set our goals, but it's also important to um, look at different combinations, different players coming in, give them opportunity. Yes, I think Norma is really pleased um, with everything that happened for the week that we um, trained with the players and the goals that we set. Um, she's definitely pleased, and, and sometimes she was um and she needed to talk a little bit um, uh, with a strong voice, but yes, it helped with the players, and um, she's got great. Um, she's helping us a lot, and she's got great experience um, sharing with the players, sharing with us as coaches, and it's just great having um, her and Nicole in the country helping the Proteus. Looking at at some of the structures, uh, I mean, obviously from from where Norma comes from in Australia, and and I was telling telling to my producer before before we chatted to you that a friend of mine, and I'll tell you the story. A friend of mine actually took her daughter to watch the Melbourne Vixens this weekend. Uh, in they were playing in Sydney, and and I saw a photo, and it I was blown away by the amount of support at a netball match. Uh, I mean, as as big as the sport is in South Africa, one of the things that really blew me away with that match in Australia, which was a massive arena and it was jam packed watching netball. Do you? Think think that we are on the right track with the Brutal Fruits uh, sort of Premier League and, and, and the, the structures that have been put in place in South African netball to get our netball to the level that we can be competing on a regular basis with teams like England, with teams like Australia? Yes, I, um, I think Netball South Africa is really um, doing everything they can for um, netball in South Africa and I think the Brutal Fruit um, showed that there's a lot of supporters. I wish we can get the amount that they get in Australia, but I think it's just a matter of time. It's only our third year going into the Brutal Fruit um, series, and um, the, the quality of the netball improved definitely from the first year, and we can see every year the teams are getting stronger, the players play more competitive on a higher level, and that is what we need in South Africa to play on a higher level good quality games throughout the year and Naples um, staff I think they see succeed in that Excellent stuff, Derek Bardenos the assistant coach of uh, the Smart Proteus thanks for your time this evening, congratulations once again on that series win and, and all the best in the build up to, to that upcoming series Thanks a lot, I appreciate it SAFM Sports Wrap one of the big stories coming out of the sporting world today was uh, the meeting that the International Olympic Committee held uh, part of their summit. And they, they came out uh, late this afternoon with uh, a few points that they wanted to bring to the fore with regards to doping. The decision was also to be made on whether or not to allow Russian uh, Athletics Federation to compete at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. And uh, as you heard in the bulletin, uh, the sports bulletin a little bit earlier on this afternoon, uh, interesting decision to say the least particularly after the IWF backed their decision to ban the Russian Athletics Federation and so we're joined now by Manfred Seidler Manfred, good evening to you, thanks for your time on SAFM Sports Wrap this evening what's your take on this decision by the IWF to respect as they put it, the IWF's uh, or IOC's uh, decision to respect the, the IWF's decision to ban the Russian Federation but still keep the door slightly ajar well, I think neither the IWF nor the IOC really had any option. They had to, they had to come out guns blazing. They had to be strong. And, and yes, if the IWF had reneged on their, their ban of, of, of Russian athletics, they would have had massive egg on their faces and absolutely no credibility. As it is, the IWF has a huge credibility problem right now anyway. So the IOC had to come out in support of the IWF. But as you say, they've kept the back door open. I think that's more of a diplomatic move than anything else. But, 
um, honestly can't see that, that, that Russia will be reinstated, especially in light of the fact that there's now talk about Russia being banned in its entirety from the Olympic Games. Should evidence of systematic um, government-assisted doping come out from the Sochi 2014 uh, Winter Olympics? So, yes, the door might be open, but the door might swing both ways. I think the IOC just, you know, were pay, play, playing the diplomats in that scenario, but they really don't have much of a choice. Manfred, they've, they've basically, in, in what they said today, was that it, it's almost a case-by-case case example, that if athletes consider themselves clean and they can prove by tests that they, that, that they are clean, that they have to, have to, uh, they'd have to go through, through more rigorous testing, they can compete at the Games. Isn't that the problem in the end, that the dopers are ahead of uh, the, the testers and, and that's what this, the problem is all about at the end of the day? I think it's a bit of a cop-out by the IOC, to be quite honest, because they're, now they're pushing the, the emphasis on the testing onto the athletes. Um, I'm sorry, that's what Wada and the IOC and the IOC are there for. That's their job. not the athlete's job to, to um, you know, test themselves. Look, it's the athlete's responsibility to make sure that what goes into their system is clean and they're not taking any drugs. But dope testing is... Is the is, is the is the uh, responsibility of IOC, WADA, and IAAF, and I think they're just you know palming off the responsibility. And I, quite frankly, I think it's a bit of a cop out. Yeah, I agree 100%. I definitely think it's a cop-out as well. But it, it's been an interesting couple of days. Obviously, there was the big story yesterday with the arrest in Spain uh, around uh, the, the Dababa camp and, and, and her coach uh, being found so, or arrested on, on drug trafficking charges. In, in the, the, the response today by the IOC as well, they're talking about Kenyan athletes also with massive cloud over them. It's, it's not a great time if you're part of the, the IAAF and the International Olympic Committee and WADA for that matter. Particularly with the Rio Olympic Games on the on the, the near horizon. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, <laughs> the sport of athletics is going through a massive crisis, very similar to that of cycling not too long ago. Um, and I suppose it was inevitable that this would come out. I, I still question this whole thing about Kenya. You know, fingers being pointed at Kenyan athletes being being dirty. There's just too many good athletes in Kenya. Um, for us to turn around and put a blanket over it. The big issue with Kenyan doping or anti-doping is the fact that Kenya athletics has not complied with the, the, the WADA and the IOC and the IWF requirements. So it's not necessarily a case of Kenyans are doping. Obviously, there are Kenyans that are doping, but it's, it's more of a case of that uh, Kenya athletics is not com- complying to the requirements of, of the anti-doping body, the, the world anti-doping body. Um, but you're right, it is not a, it's not a healthy time to be involved in the sport of athletics. It, it is going through a massive crisis. And, and we have the Olympics around the corner, and the Olympics themselves are, are facing huge pressure from, from outside. It's got to be clean. It's, it needs to attract new spectators. It needs to attract new interest. And to that end, that, you know, in 2020, the, I, uh, the IOC is looking at introducing five different sporting codes, from rock climbing to surfing to, I think, skateboarding is the other one, just to attract a new genre of, of spectators. So I think sport all around globally has got major issues. Manfred, are, are we going to see more to this? I know <laughs> it's still a long way to go till August and the start of the Games. Is there going to be another twist in the tail? Is the Russian Federation going to go to the, sport of, uh, the Court of Arbitration for sport, or, or is this pretty much it? Well, look, I suppose that is the option to go to CAS, Court of Arbitration for sport, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, they'll certainly investigate. So I know that uh, Russian athletics, with the backing of the government, are looking at legal options and they've hired a, a legal, uh, have hired legal counsel from outside of Russia, so not within Russia. 
I don't know if that's a PR move or if they just feel that there's strong illegal uh, representation outside of their, their country. Um, I don't think this is the end of it by a long shot. I think there's a lot more coming from the Russian side. I think I think the tip of the iceberg has really just breached has just breached the water when it comes to doping globally. I mean, you mentioned Dubai, but now we've had all sorts of track and field or athletics issues. We've had all sorts of doping issues just coming out all over the show. So there's a very real crisis all around the world, and I think there's just going to be one hit after another. Um, you know, I, th- I think more and more news is going to come out now, and I think more and more people are, are beginning to speak out. But um, I just don't think we'll ever win the war on drugs, to be honest. Yeah, it is sad indeed, Manfred Seidler. As always, great to catch up. Thanks for your insight. We look forward to, to doing it again soon, hopefully under under better circumstances for sports fans. But uh, I think it's important to put the spotlight on it. Thanks for your time tonight. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Brad. Remember that moment you wanted to give up? When you had to fill out form after form and stand in long queues, so you sought guidance from someone with an end-to-end online global trade solution, a bank that could offer you complete control through a secure online platform for all your foreign exchange and cross-border transactional needs. For some, global growth is still a tedious process, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za for expert guidance on global trade. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Join us this Thursday on Top Billing as Queen Bee shows the style that commands over a million followers on Twitter. With three sons, Heinz and Aletta Winkler need a bigger house. Plus, actor Puyo Tabula, designer Emmanuel Musala, and top model worldwide winner Henri Pretorius are three kinds of homegrown success. Catch Top Billing this Thursday night at 7.30. Repeat Sunday at 12.30. Find it on 3. South Africa continues to attract major investment projects. Recent investments launched in May 2016 include the new Toyota Hilux and Fortuna manufacturing plant in Durban, the Dursots and All Joy Tomato Processing Plant in Zanin and BMW SA's construction of a new body shop to produce and export the next generation of the BMW X3 model. It is through such initiatives that the DTI is reigniting industrial growth of the South African economy, the DTI, towards full-scale industrialization and inclusive growth. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, there's cricket to look forward to tonight. Uh, South Africa's not in action, but uh, it is a game that will have an impact on the triangular series that they are taking part in. Johanna Roo joins us now. Johanna, the West Indies up against Australia. What's, uh, I mean, there's lots at stake. It's Australia's final group game. What's, what's the story? Well, so, Brad, this is a, a must-win game for Australia. A loss will see them pack their bags and head home on the next available flight. A win, though, will see them book their spot in the final. Also, a loss for, so that for Australia today will mean that South Africa will be guaranteed a spot in the final. So if the Windies manage to win this game, the Proteas uh, are guaranteed a spot in that final. A win for the West Indies, though, will also guarantee their place in the final, and, of course, uh, South Africa's place as well. Well, if they lose tonight, they will have another chance against South Africa on Friday 
if they can win that match on Friday, they will go to the final and the Proteas will return home. At this stage, though, there is rain predicted for Friday in Barbados. And if that match rains out and the West Indies lose tonight, they will also not go to the final and the Proteas will. So uh, those are the permutations. Uh, a bit confusing at the moment. Uh, but uh, the winner of this match will definitely book their spots in the final. Just to make life simpler, we want the Aussies to go home. I think that's what we, we're all hoping for. <laughs> Johan, disappointing, obviously, with the Proteas match getting rained out uh, at the weekend. But uh, it does make things interesting. And uh, I guess that's what you want in a triangular series like this. You want it to go down to the wire. Yeah, it's perfectly poised. I mean, with uh, just two round games to go, all three teams still have a chance to uh, make it to the final, and all three teams still have a chance to go home. So the tournament organizers really couldn't have asked for a better start to this tournament. Uh, every all, all all three teams have beaten each other and lost against each other as well. So it really is perfectly poised. Just to update you on what's happening today so far, Steve Smith won the toss. He decided uh, they fancy their chances chasing on this ground, uh, the Kensington Oval. So they sent the West Indies into bat first, and the Windies aren't really big fans of batting first in T20s or in ODIs. They haven't won an ODI game or a T20 game batting first since November last year. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to that. And it's of course also a very historic day for the West Indies. Exactly 41 years ago they beat Australia to win the very first World Cup. So that just might be a good omen for them. They just made that one change. Shannon Gabriel he's played a couple of tests and T20s for the Windies but uh, he is making his ODI debut. And uh, Australia they've kept their same 11 that played that one over against South Africa a couple of days ago. Fantastic. Yonderu, thank you very much for that update. And we'll have updates throughout the evening here on SAFM. Make sure you stay tuned. Uh, just looking at the other cricket that's taking place, Sri Lanka up against England. Uh, they haven't, uh, England haven't come out to bat yet. They're chasing 287 uh, for victory in that one. And uh, football that's taking place around the world right now. Half time between German and Northern uh, Ireland. 1-0 to the Germans. Ukraine and Poland also goalless in that one at the break. And uh, Zambia leading Lesotho in the Kasafa Cup plate semi-final by one goal to nil. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I'm back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning with Janet Whitten on AM Live. Thank you very much to my producer, Siobhan Tetti. Coming up next, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Right now, though, it is 7 o'clock in time for your news.